growing up, growing up is something that everybody in here has done or is doing or should be doing. Sometimes we tell people to grow up. And sometimes it's growing up. You say that too. And that's when you're thinking they're not behaving all that well. Growing up is part of what it means to be human. Because if we were to all leave here, which wouldn't be a very good idea to do this at the minute, and to go into the little building in the car park behind us, we would see lots of tiny babies. There's even a few dotted around here at the back, I think. And they're going to do a lot of growing up in the weeks and in the years ahead. There's one, yes, there's... There's one that's just about to start the growing up process. And it's something we all have to think about, uh, whether we're boys or girls. It's something that happens to us all. And I want us to think about it this morning. And as I was thinking about it, I couldn't help but think about this verse. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. And you can find this verse in the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 2. And verse 26. You might like to turn to that. Let's turn to it and then we're going to say the verse together. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 26. Now you'll find it on page 273 of the church editions of the Bible. So if you've lifted a Bible that's in the pew, you should find this reading on page 273. We're going to think a little bit about this story and also about us and what it means to actually grew up and if you look at verse 26 of 1 Samuel chapter 2 you'll see these words and maybe all of us in the room could read it together either from the Bible in front of you or from the screen up there and we'll say the passage as well so that we'll maybe remember this as the morning goes on the verse says and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favour with the Lord and with men Have we any Samuels here this morning? Oh yes, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26. Thank you. Have we any Samuels with us this morning? Is there anybody here whose first name or second name or third or fourth name is Samuel? There's Leonard Samuel, Paul Samuel. Any other Samuels? There's Crowe. Are you a Samuel? Wow. All the things that you find out in church. Is there another Samuel at the end here? Oh yes, there's a Samuel. Yes, standing up. Any others? Our famous Samuel isn't here, Dr. Webb. He's away, I think, on holiday in Cambridge visiting the family. Okay, the story of Samuel in the Bible. Let's do a quick recap. Samuel's mother was called, what was Samuel's mother called? Junior church people, and you're allowed to ask for help. Get grown-ups to help you if you need them, yeah? Hannah. Samuel's mother was called Hannah. And Hannah very much wanted a child because she didn't have any children and she was busy praying one day and when she was praying uh, in the tabernacle there was a man there an older man who was the man in charge you know his name Eli he was the man in charge and Eli thought actually when he saw her praying because she was praying to herself but her lips were moving he thought that something was wrong what did he think was wrong with Hannah Hmm? yeah yeah he thought she was drunk yeah and but she wasn't she was just praying quietly to God you know sometimes if you were sitting praying on the street today people would think there was something very odd with you you might not have to say much but if you were sitting praying and asking God to help you people might think that very strange and they might think there was something wrong with you but there wasn't she was praying and God answered her prayer and the boy that was born was called 
Samuel. And that's who we're going to be thinking about together this morning. But before we do, Eli, who's going to be an important person in this story, Eli had two sons. Now, this is a difficult question. Does anybody know the name of Eli's two sons? Anybody? You'll find it there in the Bible if you need help. Anybody? Yes, Dorothea. Phineas. Hophni and Phineas. Yes. He had two boys. Now, the difference between Hannah's boy Samuel and Eli's boys is that Eli's boys were grown up. They were big boys. They were men. But they were very bad men. But we'll find out more about that later. And so Samuel is born. His mum takes him and she brings him to live with Eli. And he's going to grow up with Eli in Eli's family and in the tabernacle and learn how to serve God. And the Bible tells us that the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and favour with the Lord and with men. Problem is, I'm not sure we easily understand those words. So I've changed them around a wee bit just to maybe make it a wee bit easier to understand. There are three things in this. Samuel continued to grow up. That's how we would put it. God was pleased with him and other people were pleased with him. And that's really what that verse is saying. And that's what we want to think about this morning. We want to think about things that help you grow up. And we want to think about when is God pleased with us and when would other people be pleased with us. Now, I can't do all this on my own. I need your help, but I'm also going to ask Brian to come and help. So, Brian, there's a question, things that help us grow up. Can you help us work out things that help us grow up? Is this on this time? No. Who? That's on there. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Got it now? That better? Okay, sorry about the last time. And I can't do it on my own either. I'm going to have Rachel here who is going to write up the answers in a wee minute. Uh, <clears throat> but who here, hands up, has either watched Family Fortunes or played the board game Family Fortunes? Hands up if you've seen. You don't have to be ashamed. No, come on, the hands are... Sl- oh, there you go. You see, confession is very good. Right, you can put your hands down now. We're going to play Family Fortunes. Now, for those of you that haven't seen Family Fortunes... They go out into the street and they ask a hundred Joe Bloggs and Joanna Bloggs what would be your favourite colour. And then they have got a list of the favourite colours of the hundred people in the street. And then two different families have to guess what the favourite colours are of people in the street. Now we're going to have you divide into two families today. Only one family is going to be called the Growing Ups and the other family is going to be called the All Growed Up. So, if you are 16 or under, you are in the Growing Ups family. Put your hand up if you're in the Growing Ups family. Oh, have a look around, see how many of you there are. Right, and put your hands up if you're in the old Growed Up family over 16. Oh, so you've got the numerical advantage. So that means that the Growing Ups family will get to go first. And the question is going to be... Oops, can we put it on there, Rachel? That's all right, thanks. The question is going to be that first question that David asked us, what things help us to grow up? From being a little baby to being an adult. What things do you need to make you grow up healthy? So because the growing up family are smaller in number, you're going to get to go first, and Rachel will write your answers down. 
And then we will give the old grown up family a chance to add in anything that they want to and we'll see who gets the more. But, and here's the big but, instead of going out into the street and David asking a hundred people what things help us to grow up, David did something even wiser. He went to the Bible and he looked at the Bible to look at what the real answer is about what it needs to be all grown up. So, the growing ups family. If you want to put your hand up and we'll point to you and Rachel will add in any things that you think you need or people need to help you grow up strong and healthy. Let's see. Hands up. Food and drink. Okay, brilliant. They all grew up having a chance. Great. Okay, yes, Ben? Vitamins. Oh, very good. Yes. Good. Hope you take your vitamins. Excellent. Other things that we might need? Yes. Exercise? Yes. Are we going too fast for you, Rachel? Okay. Okay. Rachel's a teacher and she has a problem with her spelling, she confessed. So, um, she's doing very well. So, uh, exercise? Yes. Okay. Ben? Sleep? Yes. Good. Excellent. Need our sleep as well. Help us to grow up. Other things that we might need to help us to grow up healthy and strong. Anything else from the growing ups family? Encouragement, right? You need to be encouraged to help you grow up healthy. And there, that's obviously thinking not just about our physical, but just our whole well-being growing up. Good? Yes? And going to school so as you can learn. Excellent. That makes you grow up well and very wise as well. So the teacher will just love you saying that answer. So that's a very, very good answer. Any other thoughts? If your hand isn't being seen by me, stick it up higher or whatever. Okay. So you've had your chance. So now let's see the all grown up family. If you can just shout out anything else you want, Rachel, to put up there for your side of the, the game. <coughs> Wisdom. Okay, you need wisdom to help you grow up wise. Love. Yes, okay. Right, we're getting warmed up. Good. Friends and family. Role models. Now, do you all know what a role model is, those growing up up family? Role models are people who you think are really cool that you want to be. All right. So the question is, who in this church do you think is really cool and you want to be? And the answer is David McMillan, obviously. Um, don't write David McMillan down. Okay, anything else that the grown up family, John? Yeah? Discipline, yeah, there we go. Right, hands up the growing up family who thinks they need discipline to grow up wise and well. John, not so this is well, they didn't ask a hundred kids in the street for discipline. Right, okay. The word of God, good, we need the word of God. All right, so I think there's a reasonable balance there, David. So if I hand over to you for this one, yeah, and we'll, we'll see where we go. So there's Rachel's written them all down. And yeah, there they are. Food and drink, exercise, sleep. No, that's okay. Yeah, that's grand. Yeah, no, that's grand. Um, well, as Brian said, you can go to the Bible and you find so many things um, that help us. But it's interesting, the Bible doesn't tell you how many fruit, uh, portions of fruit and vegetables you should eat every week. Um, but it does tell us how we should be grateful to God for all the things that we have that enable us to grow up and to grow up well. And one of my favorite psalms that helps us with that um, is the Psalm um, 136. 
And it's got lots and lots and lots of verses to it. But this is one of the verses that it has. Give thanks to the Lord who gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. And we can grow up in the knowledge of the love of God and the way in which he provides for us and provides all of the things that are on this list. Um, Things that are really helpful in encouraging us to know what it is to grow. As I say, it doesn't tell you how many bits of vegetable you should eat, even if the government tells you. And it doesn't tell you how many beef burgers you shouldn't eat, even if your parents tell you, because beef burgers can be very bad for your health. Some of them, depends where they come from. But we know that Samuel had lots of good things around him. We know that he would have had a lot of very good food around him because people would have brought food to the place to make offerings. And the priests would have been able to take some of that and Eli would have had some of that and his sons. But his sons were very greedy and did some very bad things in stealing food from the people and threatening to beat people up and threatening to steal their food from them rather than allowing them to offer some of it to God as they should have done. So Samuel would have had a good diet. He would have had a good diet of meat, of bread, of grains, of vegetables. And I'm sure you have a good diet and I hope you eat all of those things and I hope you appreciate all the things that are here that help you grow up like school, like discipline and all the rest of it. But the key thing, I think, is remembering where it comes from. And it all comes from God. And as Psalm 136 says, Give thanks to the Lord who gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. But there's another question, and it's this question. What makes God pleased with us? Brian, what do you think? Okay, so that was... Am I back on again okay? Yep. Uh, thanks, Matthew. Uh, okay, so what makes God pleased with us? So we're going to do the same thing again. You might need a little bit longer to think about this one, so that, I suppose, gives the all-growed-up family a bit even longer to think about it. But we're going to think about things that would make God pleased with us. And that's what the verse, whatever it says... People, they grew in favour with God. If you're in favour with God, that means God is pleased with you. So, for the growing up's family, I want hands up and I want ideas of things that would make God pleased with us. Connor. Obey the commandments. Is that what you said? Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Good to hear you. Yes. Help people. Great. Yes. So, obey the commandments and help people. Yes, Helen. And read your Bible. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, my, hold on, we'll slow, we'll slow down here because uh, teachers have nice writing. You see, my writing at the top really is not quite so good. So we've got obey the commandments, help people, read the Bible. Sorry, Ben. Forgiving of the yes, forgiving other people. Good. Okay. Good. Oh, love him and believe in him. Yes. And pray to him. You grew up having that chance. Right. Okay. Any other ideas? Of what sort of things that make God pleased with us? Is there anything else that the growing up want to add in? Don't worship idols. That's right. Making sure that God is first. He's the most important thing. I think that would make God very pleased with us. Yep. Okay. Right. Okay. So we have got a long list of things. I think you did really well there because I thought that was a tricky one. Um, so a long list of things that uh, makes God pleased with us. Okay, have the all grown ups anything to add to that list? Fear of God. Okay, so God is somebody really to be, we've got to be very afraid of in a way because we respect him because of that. Sorry. Yep, Lydia. 
display the fruits of the Spirit. You're lucky, you, you grown-ups are lucky, ladies, just about sneaked into your age group. And well done. Yep, so the fruit of the Spirit, yes. Honour your father and mother. There speaks a father, yes. So that means that all you, all you growing-ups have to honour. Honour your father and mother, that means to do what they ask. Humility. Okay, God is pleased with the humble, the people that don't think they are the greatest in the world. A bit like some World Cup teams, whatever. So at the back there. Compassion. And having compassion. God is pleased with compassion. I think this is fascinating. One of the fascinating things about whenever you do group exercises is there are so many answers that come from so many different aspects of people's minds that you really sort of, uh, group wisdom is a great thing. So David, I think you have a lot to work on there. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about a couple of passages that might be helpful in this as well. And there are two verses in particular that I thought of, which I think are reflected in a lot of the things that you've been talking about here this morning, um, because they are things that are very important as far as God is concerned. And the first verse comes from one of the prophets. It comes from a prophet called Micah. Micah was a man who was asked by God to go and preach to uh, Israel, who were a very disobedient people at this particular point in their history. And they worshipped idols. They were very immoral. They did things that were wrong. Um, They didn't behave very well towards each other. Their courts had become very corrupt. Society was really bad. It was the kind of place you'd be afraid to live, actually. And Micah was asked by God to go and preach to them and to tell them what was right and the right way to live. And this is one of the things that he, he said, which is one of the famous verses of the Old Testament. And you'll find it in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. And here's what it says. He has shown you what is good. So Micah is saying to the people, what you're doing is not good, but God has shown you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. There are three things in that that God wants us to do, and God will be pleased if we do them. To act justly, to do what is right. There are times we get really impatient, we get very tired, we get very selfish, we get very greedy. We're to act justly, we're to treat people fairly. That's really what that means. We're to love mercy. In other words, we're not to be the kind of people who are simply out to get revenge. Getting revenge is not the important thing in life at all. In fact, being able to show mercy, to show kindness, even to people who you think don't deserve it, that pleases God because that's what God has done to us. He shows us mercy even when we don't deserve it. And to walk humbly, interesting that humility was in the list specifically because, and the term the fear of God, if you bring those two ideas together, the fear of God and humility, you've got brought together this idea of walking humbly with your God. Because the fear of God and humility come together with this idea of saying, everything I do, everything I think, everything I say, God knows about. And therefore, I want to live, I want to make decisions, I want to say things, knowing that God's listening that God knows and that God hears. And I'll not think of myself more than I ought to. The other passage I was thinking of, Brian, when I was thinking about this, was a question that was asked to Jesus. In John chapter 6, there were people came to Jesus called Pharisees. And they asked a very good question, but they didn't ask it for a very good reason. They had a very bad reason for asking it. They were trying to find questions that would make Jesus look silly in front of other people. Or find questions that they could ask him where he would give the wrong answer and then they would be able to say, no, he isn't 
who he says he is, or to give a bad answer. So they were, they were doing this sometimes, and you know what it's like. People do that sometimes. They'll ask you a question, but the reason for asking the question isn't because they need to know the answer. It's to try and trick you, and that's what was happening with Jesus. So these people asked a very good question, but for bad reasons. And the good question was, what is the work that God requires us to do? What is it that God is pleased when we do? And Jesus answered with an answer that they were not expecting. He said, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Jesus was talking about himself. And some of our growing up family answered this question in this way, didn't they, in terms of believing in Jesus. So here are two things that are important about growing up that please God. One is about how we live and how we treat other people. Acting justly, loving mercy, walking humbly with God. That's one aspect of it. And the other is what we believe. You need both of these together, always in our lives, if we're going to grow up and be the kind of people God wants us to be. And believing is focused on Jesus. It's Jesus we trust. It's Jesus we follow. It's Jesus we put our hope in. So that's the answers that I came up with when I was thinking about the question and looking at some Bible passages. But then there's the last question. What makes other people pleased with us? Because Samuel found favour not only with God, but also with men. So there were three things, three things in the uh, Bible passage. He was growing up, and we worked out what makes us grow up healthy. He was growing up with God pleased with him. And that's a wonderful thing to think that Samuel, that God was pleased with Samuel as he was growing up. But the other amazing thing was that he was also able to be popular with people around him. What makes other people pleased with us? So if you think of your friends, if you think of all the people around you, and the question is, what is it about us that makes people pleased with us to think, yes, really like them? So again, we're going to let the Growing Ups family go first, and we'll see what we can get with a list of things that makes other people pleased with us. Connor. To be friendly with them. Yeah, so if you're friendly with them, they'll certainly be pleased with you. Sorry, which? Play with them and help them. Yes, excellent. To share. Yeah, so play with them, help them, be friendly and to share. There was another hand went up there a moment or two ago. Was there? Other things that would make other people pleased with us. Can we think of other? Sorry, yes. Do you want to say something? Be kind. Absolutely. I'll be your friend if you're kind to me. Definitely. Absolutely. Anything else? Right, so we've got to be friendly, to play with them, to be helpful, to share, to be kind. I I think that is a wonderful... Sorry, you have more? Not, and not to be nasty, not to be cruel, no matter what other people do. So there is a wonderful list of what it's like to be a good friend and to make sure that other people are pleased with us. Okay, now this is, I, I hate to tell you the all grown ups, but you've lost the last two, I think. I think the growing ups have won the first two. So let's see what sort of list you can come up with here to see if you can challenge and win the last one and redeem yourself. So what makes other people pleased with us? Integrity. Now, in, sorry, what's another word for integrity? 
honesty, okay, honesty or integrity, yes, that means you do what you say and people can trust you. Sorry? To respect. Right, to show respect to other people and to value them. Yep. To be reliable. Okay, so somebody you can rely on. To be loyal. You like a good, loyal friend. So that even when England have lost, you're still loyal to them in the World Cup or whatever else. Well, that's what loyalty is all about. Neighbourly. Okay, got to be good neighbour. Good neighbour. Two, four, six, two, four, six. Right, if you can come up with one more, then you've won this one. Oh, by God. <laughs> the competitive spirit is, is wonderful, right? What do we have there? Encouraging, and was there another one? Generosity and encouraging. Okay, I will just about give you that last one, but I hate to tell you, but you've lost, still lost 2-1. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Well, again, it's really interesting when you go to the Bible to look at this. And there are so many examples. There are people like Joseph. If you remember the story of Joseph and how people kept liking him because of the kind of things that you've all been talking about here, because of his kindness and his integrity, that was a big thing, his honesty, uh, and that he could be trusted and that he was loyal and all of those kinds of things. And as I was thinking about it, I, I wanted to try and bring it down to something really simple. And the passage that I was thinking about when I was doing that uh, was a passage when Jesus is uh, again responding to the Pharisees. And they're asking him questions and they're saying, what's the most important commandment? They want to try and trick him on this. In Matthew chapter 22, here's his answer. His answer is, as they expect, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. And this was the bit they weren't quite expecting, I think. Love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew 22 verse 39 and Jesus wouldn't let them separate these things out and he never separated these things out and in some ways I think this summarizes what's important in making sure that other people approve of us or are pleased with us this is a simple way of thinking about it Jesus often talked about this he always said love the Lord your God he always taught people how to love God but he always said to act and live as neighbour because if you love your neighbour the way you love yourself and if you care about yourself at all then you're going to want to care about other people if you care about being cheated you're not going to want to cheat other people if you care about being hurt then you're going to want to try and not hurt other people all the kind of things that you've talked about and you've given us in the list And I think this little verse helps summarize one of the important things about growing up. So there are three things about Samuel as he grew up. He grew in stature. In other words, he just grew up physically. And we need our food and all the things that we talked about for doing that. And we should give thanks to God for that. He grew up and God was pleased with him. And God will be pleased with us if we obey his word. If we do what Micah says in Micah 6, 8 about loving justice and mercy and walking humbly before God. And if we are prepared, as Jesus says, to do the work of God, which is to put our trust in him. And other people will be pleased with us, as they were with Samuel, if we love our neighbor as ourselves. Those are important principles. So as you go home today, I want you to think about those. And I want you to think about them in three ways. 
Samuel was growing up and he was a good child among bad grown-ups. Here's something to all the people who are members in junior church. Not everybody around you who's grown up is a good person. You know that. You're taught in school, for example, not to just take lifts from strangers because sometimes strangers might not be good people. Not everybody you meet will necessarily be a good person. Sometimes grown-ups might be quite unkind to you or hurtful to you. That's no reason for you to be unkind or hurtful. Samuel was a good child living amongst some very bad grown-ups because Eli's two sons were very bad boys. They were unkind to people. They bullied people. They stole from people. Um, They did things that God was very angry with. And Samuel managed to live as a good person in the middle of all of that. So whoever you meet when you're growing up, if they're bad and they do bad things, don't copy them. You be good. Remember Samuel. Remember how he was difficult as it must have been. He didn't live with his mum and his dad. He lived with a strange family in a strange place, but he was determined to be a good child even though there were some bad grown-ups around him. And the other side of that that I was thinking about this morning was, isn't it a tremendous responsibility for those of us who are, all, who are part of the all-grown-up family? What kind of model do we provide for children? Not just our own children, but the children we meet here in church or the children we encounter. Isn't there a real challenge for us to try and be the kind of people who will be those role models, the cool ones, the good ones that they'll want to follow. I think that's really very important. And I couldn't help thinking about Jesus' statement in Mark chapter 9. If anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around his neck. That's how much God cared about children. And that's how much he cares about how we live in front of them. I think there's a real challenge there. Second thing I'd like you to think about. This young boy, Samuel, he's, I'm not sure what age he was when this verse was written about him, but he was going to grow up to become the leader of a nation. Hundreds of thousands of people were going to follow him. They were going to rely on him to provide leadership. They would do what he said. When they were in trouble, they would come and ask him for advice. There's lots of you here this morning who are part of the growing up family. And I don't know what you're going to do in the future. You don't even really know what you're going to do in the future. But all of you are going to do important things. Because all of you are important. And as you think about growing up, you've got to think about how God wants you to grow up. So that you can do the things that God wants you to do. And do them well. I don't know what the future is like for you and those of us around who have the privilege of knowing you as you grow up don't know. And maybe someday we'll be sitting at the TV going, oh, I remember him in junior church. I used to teach him and he's prime minister of the country. You never know what might happen. And we might be very proud of you in that way. But we want to be proud of you just as people. Whether you become prime minister or not isn't the most important thing. You are important. And we want you to grow up well and to grow up to glorify God. And it's our responsibility to help you to reach your potential. And the third thing to think about as you leave here this morning 
This verse in Samuel is used again in a slightly different way in another passage of the Bible. And we're going to finish by looking at this. You might like to turn to Luke's Gospel. And it's Luke chapter 2. You'll find the verse on page 1029. Because sometimes in church and in junior church we talk about wanting to be like Jesus And sometimes that's very hard to understand. And sometimes that's a very difficult thing to think about. What does it mean to be like Jesus? Well, this morning, here's a very simple way in which all of us can think about what it means to be like Jesus. Because Jesus was a child once upon a time. He was just the same age as you are once upon a time. And the Bible tells us in verse 40, at the very top of page 1029 in the church editions, Talking about Jesus, that the child grew and became strong, he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. So Jesus grew up. And down at the end of that chapter, in verse 51 and verse 52, at the end of Luke chapter 2, it's down there on the left-hand side of the page, it says this about Jesus. Then he went down to Nazareth with them, and was obedient to them. That's his mum and dad, Mary and Joseph. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and with men. Isn't that what it said about Samuel? In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 26, that Samuel grew in stature and in favour with God and with men. And it says exactly the same thing about Jesus. That Jesus grew in stature And in favour with God and with men. If you want to know what it means to be like Jesus. Then the simple answer to that is. To grow up grateful to God for all the things that he gives you. And allowing you to grow up. To please God. As Samuel did. As Jesus did as he was growing up. And to please others. By loving your neighbour as yourself. As Jesus did and taught us to. So being human means we're all going to grow up, but there's lots of things for us to think about as we think about growing up together.